everybody. Welcome to King of Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is another special bonus episode. Uh, I know we've had quite a few of those in the past week, but um, you know our intent is to just be able to bring you as much content as possible to make it as relative as possible, but things will definitely be slowing down a little bit here uh, in the coming weeks as we just focus on New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, but we did have um, a lot of fun over Mania weekend talking about uh, obviously all the WWE goings on and, and some of the independent stuff, uh, and of course uh, one of my personal loves um, you know, within the medium of pro wrestling is women's wrestling. And uh, so I was able to give a, a quick little rundown of Shimmer 100. Uh, but last weekend, um, as this should be releasing actually Sunday night or Monday morning, so uh, maybe not the previous weekend, but um, the weekend after Mania was actually Shimmer Weekend, which is their traditional set of tapings at the Berwyn Eagles Club. Uh, although they have done tapings um, at like uh, Logan Square Auditorium before, they're uh, at the Berwyn Eagles Club mostly. And um, they usually tape four shows over the weekend. Uh, I was able to attend all four shows. Um, sat front row. Uh, just love it. It's it's always a really great time. Uh, also went to Rise Seven on Friday night, uh, which sort of started off as a um, and still kind of is a, a sort of a developmental. Um, you know, territory for uh, women's wrestling. Uh, it really has kind of grown. Beyond that, uh, I know the tagline is still developing tomorrow's women's athletes. I massacred that next time I talk to Kevin Harvey. I'll let him know. He's not going to listen to this, but who knows? Anyway, uh, uh, Kevin Harvey, who uh, is a you know has been a producer of Shimmer and, and ring announcer and everything, he was the one that started this. So he's the um, you know the executive producer, booker, owner, whatever you want to call uh, him uh, of Rise, uh, and and Rise has really just kind of exploded um, over the past year that they've been around, a little over a year, and um, ha- have you know put on uh, some really fun shows. In fact, the first show that I attended uh, after probably a seventeen year absence of watching live professional wrestling was Rise Three Medic at the Berwyn Eagles Club, um, and one of the people that really drew me into the building that night was a performer, a wrestler by the name of Shotzi Blackheart, and I watched her interview on YouTube uh, and and watched a couple of clips of hers um, because, I don't know, there was just something about her. I think that her her charisma is is incredible, and um, she's just got a lot of talent. She's a good talker, uh, has has just so much personality, uh, excellent look, and uh, she gets it done in the ring. Um, Some some really impressive uh, bits in the ring. She's always growing and getting better. I, I think that, you know, the first time I saw her was less than a year ago, and in that, you know, you know, nine, ten month span from the first time I saw her until I just recently saw her. Um, yeah, she's clearly, you know, growing uh, and changing, which is just always, I think, the hallmark of a excellent uh, professional wrestler. You know, you've, you've got to grow and you've got to change. And especially when, you know, when you are young and, and you're only a few years in the business, um, to show that continual growth is, is something else. I mean, obviously, if you're established and, you know, you're, you're, you're working in WWE, you know, you, you don't get the opportunity to grow quite as much, which is maybe a criticism. I don't know. Anyway, um, it was able to actually get an interview with her uh, and was you know, thrilled to be able to sit down and talk with her. It, honestly, it almost didn't happen. Um, I, I sort of, I think I tell the story in the interview, but I 
had approached her about it. Um, and she and I had spoken a few, you know, a few times before, pretty much every time, you know, she was in town, uh, I would always stop by the merchandise table and chat her up a little bit and, you know, pick up a t-shirt. Cause I think it's extremely important. You know, if you're, if you're out there supporting independent wrestling, um, it's, it's extremely important to hit up those merchandise tables when you can, even if you're not buying something, you know, shake hands, tell them they did a great job, uh, show your appreciation, especially for those people that stand out to you. It's one of the most unique aspects, I think, of independent wrestling in the United States days, the opportunity to get to, to go up and meet these people and say hi to them. I mean, I've been lucky enough to have conversations with you know Matt Riddle and Zack Sabre Jr. and Madison Eagles and cheerleader Melissa, Nicole Matthews, Shotzi Blackheart, obviously. Delilah Doom is another one. Um, and uh, amongst others, David Starr uh, recently, actually. Um, I know there was a little bit of a Twitter flap with him. Uh, recently, he said something uh, about... If you're going to come up, you know, to say hi, please don't, you know, unfold the shirts and then, you know, just leave or whatever. And people, I think, misconstrued that as him saying that he didn't want people coming up to just talk to him at the merch table, that they were expected to buy something, which is completely untrue. I've I, I've seen David Starr probably about five or six times just in the past eight months, and uh, I've bought a shirt from him once. Uh, twice. Okay, twice. But uh, those other times that I went up to him to talk to him, never once did I feel like there was any pressure to, you know, to buy something or anything. It was just nice to be able to go say hi, you know, thank him for his work. Uh, it's a cool opportunity and it's unique. You don't get afforded that. Um, you know, obviously, WWE, uh, if you're going to some of those bigger shows, and certainly if you're sitting at home watching it, you don't get to talk with the talent. So it's always a really great opportunity to do that. And I have to say that probably Rise and Shimmer, you know, have the most accessible um, wrestlers, uh, just because, you know, they're right there and, and it can get a little crowded and it's difficult sometimes to say hi to everyone you want to, but it's always a good time. So I think it's important to do that. Um, I want to just talk briefly about the events themselves. Um, I, I, there's not been a whole lot released, you know, podcast wise about the events. So, uh, I wanted to chat a little bit about them. Um, rise seven is, is currently available actually, um, on the, their website. You can do a, a video on demand, uh, or you can order the DVD or Blu-ray. Um, I, I thought it was uh, a really fun event. Um, it, you know, I, if I'm being completely honest, I don't know that it was the best show of theirs that I've seen. Um, but that said, there was some really, really solid action. Um, the, you know, the pre show matches tend to be uh, a lot of fun. You're getting talent that uh, most likely you've not seen before. Uh, Genevon Muscles defeated Laney Price in the opening bout. Um, you know, they were seminar attendees earlier in the day. That's one of the things that Rise does. There's a seminar during the day. Uh, the women attend and, you know, they are selected uh, to have spots on the show later on um, or, you know, to to kind of observe, why, you know, or get an opportunity down the road. And, um, you know, people like Shotzi and, and Delilah Doom, you know, that's what they started doing. And now they're, you know, probably two of the more well-known uh, independent women's wrestlers out there. So uh, Rise is definitely fulfilled filling its mission without a doubt. Um, yeah, like I said, it was, it was a good match. It was a fun match to start things off. Uh, Tesha Price defeated Robin Reed. Uh, Tesha's someone to look out for, I think. Um, you know, she's done some work elsewhere, but uh, I think she's got an excellent look. Um, you know, her moves look solid. She's, she's yeah, she's got something. And, and I think, uh, you know, her selling was something that was also super impressive. Uh, we got into the main card after that. Mia Yim, making her return after an injury, uh, teamed up with Kaylee Ray to defeat Undeniably Impressive, which is the team of Indy Hartwell and Tessa Blanchard. Um, 
what can I say? I, I mean, you've got four really, really good competitors in there. I mean, three of whom are exceptional, in my opinion. Two of whom are probably among the best literally the best in the world today. That's no joke. Uh, and that's even factoring in like stardom and Sendai girls and, you know, some of the other, um, Joshi promotions that are out there. And, and, and by that, I mean, Tessa Blanchard and Kaylee Ray. Um, I mean, Tessa is, is incredible. She, not only is she impressive in the ring, but it's everything she does outside the ring. Um, her presence, um, just her interaction with the fans. She's just such an incredible worker. Uh, but even beyond that, she's a great talker and a great heel. And I, I really do think it's only a matter of time before we see her in, in NXT or beyond. Um, I know that there were some issues apparently, uh, I, I don't know the full story. All I know is, is I heard back in November from a couple of the people at Shimmer that she was gone after that weekend, that she was moving up, then it didn't happen. I've read some reports and heard some rumors, even in the Observer, that part of that was because it got leaked out beforehand and apparently they don't like that. And so, you know, they decided not right now. I don't know if that's the real story, the true story, but you know, whatever. It is what it is. Uh, Kaylee Ray is also incredible. She's got a great character, a great look, but, you know, beyond all of that, which if you're familiar with any of the um, promotions in the United Kingdom, ICW from Scotland, which is actually where um, Kaylee Ray is from, uh, she had a lot of opportunities to kind of hone that character and Mike skills because she uh, wasn't wrestling a lot early on. She was mostly serving as like a valet. She definitely had a lot of physical interactions with the wrestlers. You know, she was very physical in the ring. It was clear that she was talented in that respect. She wasn't just like, you know, eye candy or, or a valet. She was definitely more than that. Um, kind of reminiscent almost of, you know, to draw like a a more mainstream parallel for those that aren't familiar with ICW. She's very similar to how Lita was with the Hardy Boys. Obviously, Lita was a trained wrestler, um, but she wasn't wrestling a lot on her own early, and that's kind of similar to how Kaylee Ray was used in ICW. Uh, but then, of course, she was working more and more as a wrestler. She was their women's champion at one point. Uh, but she's incredible, and, and, and her you know her athleticism is something to take note of. Her flying skills, in particular, and she's just got no fear. I mean, she's a, she's a daredevil without a doubt. Um, the, you know, the match was fun. Uh, there was one point where Kaylee Ray hit a kick on Tessa Blanchard and it kind of split Tessa's uh, chin open. There's a little, uh, uh, blood there. Um, but I mean, it didn't, you know, didn't affect the match. Obviously. I mean, everybody was super professional, but, um, the, uh, the finish saw, uh, Indy Hartwell eating the pin with a double team gory bomb sort of pedigree combination from Mia Yim and Kaylee Ray. Uh, then Zoe Lucas, who's a talent also from the United Kingdom, and she's she's fantastic, and she's super young. She's only like 20, 21 years old, um, but she is, uh, I mean, she's a great talker. She's, you know, wonderful as a heel. It's Sometimes it's hard to hate her, though, because she's just so much damn fun, uh, as evidenced by the fact that she came out to announce the first annual Zoe Lucas Global Gauntlet of True Pro Wrestling Excellence. Um and yeah, she's just fantastic and she's great in the ring. Um, you know, she sells well. She's that perfect sort of cowardly heel, um, very flexible wrestler, which will come into play later in Shimmer Weekend. Uh, she ended up beating, uh, Facebrook, who's a uh, female wrestler, I believe, from Australia, whose gimmick is basically wearing a mask with like the Facebook like, uh, thumbs on them. And then her, um, 
wrestling gear also has all the like Facebook emojis and, and whatnot. Uh, but she's actually a lot of fun. Had a good match on Sunday with cheerleader Melissa. Um, then Valentina Loca, who is a, a young wrestler who's been at the other Rise shows I've been to, um, came out and said that she wasn't alone, brought out Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa's super over, uh, you know, at the, at the Eagles Club. Um, she, she appeals a lot. You get a lot of, um... Uh, you just, yeah, there's, there's a, a large portion of the crowd that speaks Spanish, for instance. So anytime she's, you know, speaking Spanish in the ring, that usually gets a pop or a response. Um, it's a lot of fun. And, um, it, it was sort of a three-way dance. I think it would have been better, frankly, had it just been Thunder Rosa and Zoe Lucas, but it was a good place for Valentina Loca. Cause again, you know, building tomorrow's women athletes, the idea that, um, you know, Valentina Loca is someone who's, who's you know, getting the rub off of this and learning from these two. Um, unfortunately she's, you know, there were some missteps to say the least, uh, but it didn't, it didn't hurt the overall match. And in the end, Zoe Lucas was able to get the win. Um, next up you had Ray Lynn and Karen Q who have this wonderful gimmick of, of the feuding tag team partners. Uh, the crowd seems to take to Karen Q, but not to Ray Lynn. So there's a lot of playing with, you know, one of them will play up to the crowd and if it's Karen, she'll get a cheer and then Ray Lynn follows it up. She gets booed and you know, that goes on for a while and, uh, they're always yelling at each other. Um, but they, you know, they look great in the ring and they were able to actually defeat, uh, the reigning shimmer, uh, champion Nicole Savoy and her partner Ariel Monroe. Obviously, Ariel Monroe was the one who ate the pin there. Um, they uh, are, are going by Team Swole, uh, Lil Swole and Nicole Savoy, and Big Swole and Ariel Monroe, which is funny because Ariel Monroe is, is quite a bit shorter than Savoy. Um, it was a good match. I mean, all four can really go. They played up the comedy a lot in the match, um, but there were some really nice spots. I saw um, some nice looking. Corner strikes from Karen and Ariel, beautiful suplexes from Nicole. Um, it was just, yeah, it was, it was good stuff. Uh, Shaza McKenzie then defeated Hyann. Hyann looked pretty good, actually, but, you know, Shaza was never really in trouble and tapped her out with uh, her new submission, newer submission finisher she's been using. Then we had Blue Nation, the team of Charlie Evans and Jessica Troy, defeating Fire and Nice, the team of Britt Baker and Chelsea Green. These four are great. They've wrestled a lot together and against one another, even recently at Shimmer 100. Um, it, I mean, yeah, they're just both really great tag teams, and, and, and individually, they're all four so solid. Um, you know, Charlie and Jessica Troy, uh, you know, for the, for the Shimmer crowd are getting to that point where um, it's hard to totally hate them, you know, even though they're the heels, because they, they, they are so damn entertaining. Um, Fire and Nice are always super over though and, and Chelsea and Britt are, are really great and you know with the look that, that they each have it, it really is only a matter of time before they find themselves um, you know in NXT or, or WWE um, and, and, and again they're just both so solid uh, as well so it, this was uh, you know a fun match um, and uh, Britt was, was really you know working hard in this match in a good way you know and, and had some awesome uh, kicks and strikes and suplexes and stuff. So um, she's always a joy to watch uh, as well. Next up, we had Mercedes Martinez defeating Taya Valkyrie. Uh, this match was was sort of preluded by the fact that Taya brought out um, a, a young girl named Sierra uh, who beat cancer, and she started a hashtag dancer beating beating cancer and had. Um, you know, a lot of uh, the women wrestlers were dancing and, and sending their videos in, uh, which you can actually see on Twitter. Um, and, and so it was a lot of fun. Mercedes came out and healed it up 
big time, you know, basically making fun of the little girl who beat cancer. And, you know, it was, it, 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 the funny thing is, is that somehow it didn't come off tasteless. It it actually worked. And I, I I think I got to give credit to Mercedes for that because she really, you know, she really, I don't know. She towed the line between it being tasteless and between it being a bad guy doing her work. Um, and, and so they had a really fun match. Um, it was kind of a surprise that Mercedes won. She did hold the ropes to get the win, um, but it made sense as well because Mercedes is, is uh, you know, she's an establishment at, at these weekends. Um, post-match, Sierra came back out with other members of the roster. They had a big uh, dancing party in the ring. Sierra even danced by herself at one point. You know, the crowd got to their feet. Kevin Harvey even came out. It was a really, really nice moment, and uh, I actually spoke with Kevin about it briefly, and he said he was really proud of it. Um, and, and it's just what it's, you know, it's what that stuff is all about, and, and, and I think that one of the things that I love is seeing the young girls that are in the audience, um, you know, all three days. And uh, there are there are multiple, you know, young girls that are out there. And, and I would say, you know, it ranged probably from 12 or excuse me, from like 9 to 13 age range. Um, seeing them there like with their mom or their dad uh, and, and watching the show. And of course, the wrestlers always react big to them as well. It's, 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 it's a lot of fun. Um, our main event of the evening, or excuse me, no, not our main event. Um, Got a couple more matches before we get there. Anyway, uh, we had um, Deuces Alliance taking on Goku Manto, um, which is, uh, is sprang out of the fact that Medusa and Bull Nakano were at a Rise event in California a couple of months ago together, and you know, kind of reignited their old feud. And uh, Medusa put together her alliance of Shotzi Blackheart and cheerleader Melissa and someone yet to be named who was actually pulled from the seminar that day, who was Willow Nightingale. Um, and they ended up defeating Gokumanto, uh, which was the team of Chris Wolf making her debut, Kikio and Dynamite Didi. Um, it was a, it was an elimination match. Um, you know what? And in spite of Bull Nakano not being able to make it there because there were some issues with her travel visa, which have to do with the current state of affairs in this country... Um, it ended up being a lot of fun. Willow looked really great in there, but Chris Wolf definitely stole the show. It was a little weird because she was obviously the heel, um, on the heel team and, and healed it up a bit, but the fans just wanted to cheer her the whole time. Um, that said, there were some really great moments in there, especially when she and like Shotzi were in there together. There were some nice moments when Shotzi and Kikio were in the ring together too, which, you know, I think there's going to be some interesting potential for, you know, feuding between them in Rise at some point, just because Kikio at one point actually got the win um, uh, to eliminate Shotzi in the, uh, the, the women's match where Shotzi lost her title. Um, but, uh, Shotzi actually got the final elimination to win for her team. Um, and then next up we had Soraya Knight defeating Joey Ryan, uh, in an intergender match. Uh, Joey Ryan went out there and, you know, did his stuff. It was a lot of fun. Um, Soraya was not having any of it, but then Joey just, you know, started beating the hell out of her. Um, and, uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Like I said, uh, Soraya though came back, ended up power bombing Joey out the corner and, um, it, it, it was kind of out of a nowhere finish. Um, some folks were kind of expecting more, uh, you could tell, but, uh, it was a nice little match and did what it, uh, what it needed to do. Next up, we had the team of Dust and Melanie Cruz defeating Kylie Ray and Miranda. Rosemary was injured, uh, leg injury, so she was not able to take part in this match, which ended up meaning that uh, they needed a new partner. So they brought in the returning Melanie Cruz, who recently had a baby, um, and uh, but she's back now and uh, looks great. Um, it was uh, it was a good match. 
Um, they, I think they gave her a new name as Rosemary has been doing with her, with her stable with paradise lost. Um, you know, like angel dust, uh, used to be angel and then was angel dust and now it's just dust. Um, I, but I couldn't tell what the name was and I haven't really seen it on the internet. So I'm not sure if that was true or if it was just for the match or what. Um, Kylie Ray is super over. She's a Chicago native. She looks really great in the ring and has a good look too. Miranda is also very good, but she doesn't quite connect with the crowd, um, in the same way. Um, but it was a lot of good stuff with the heel team doing what they needed to do to get the win. Uh, then we had our main event now, which was Delilah Doom defeating Deanna Parazzo for, uh, to retain the Phoenix of Rise championship. It was a really good match. Um, Deanna has been a standout recently. I think she's, her work has just really bumped up a notch. And I, I thought she was good from the first time I saw her, which was at Rise 3 when she defeated cheerleader Melissa, uh, which was a surprise win. Um, it, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was a really good match. Delilah actually retained with a Saito suplex. Um, it was probably one of Delilah Doom's best matches that I've seen her have in Rise and Shimmer. Um, I'm checking out more of her work elsewhere recently, but, uh, not enough to really make a statement on that. Um, Shotzi Blackheart came out post-match, uh, kind of, you know, gave Delilah a bit of the eyes, but also raised her arm, still was looking at the belt. Obviously, I think we're going to get it, you know, uh, a match between the two of them. Shotzi deserves to get a rematch because she, you know lost the title in dubious circumstances. Uh, but it, it was a good night overall. Like I said, it was probably not the best show that I've seen from Rise, but uh, it was really amazing to see that they sold out the house. It was the largest crowd in Berwyn ever for a women's wrestling event, um, which says a lot, considering that Shimmer, you know, has been there for like 13 years or so. Um, they also announced that they will be teaming up with Impact, um, and in July they'll be in Naperville, Illinois, with Rise of the Knockouts as they continue their road to crowning their Guardians of Rise champions, which are their tag team titles, and announced that Impact will be bringing back their Knockout tag team titles as well. Um, it's a bigger building. Kevin told me they're looking to sell over 500 tickets, um, and he said with the response they got to Rise 7, he, he believes that they can do it. I think, obviously, the collaboration with Impact is, is going to be really good for them as well. Say what you will about Impact. I, I think that you know the way that they've been featured, uh, Gail Kim, for instance, was there um, to sort of fill in for Bull Nakano not being able to make it. Um, and, and, and I think that there's opportunities um, to really grow a lot from the collaboration. They already have. They already have. Uh, so Shimmer Weekend. Um, again, it was just a ton of fun. I, I, I always enjoy um, what they do. And, and there were, were a lot of standouts this weekend. I thought that uh, overall, it might have been one of my favorite Shimmer Weekends that I've attended out of the three that I've been to so far. Um, and and might be one of my favorite sets of tapings, even out of the ones that I've watched on DVD. Um, it, not to say that there was like one match that blew all other Shimmer matches away or was the best Shimmer match ever. I don't think that happened here. I think that there have been better singles matches um, or tag team matches. But I think that just for the overall composition of the weekend, it was it was pretty great. Um, I think that the whole crew has a lot to be proud of. Uh, they start off each uh, day of tapings with their sparkle matches, which are sort of like their you know, similar to what Rise is doing now. That's what Sparkle was doing years or before when Rise wasn't around. Uh, the first match was a tag team match. Uh, Dementia DeRose and Nina Monet defeated Queen Aminata and Tessa Price. Uh, again, Tessa looked really good. Looking forward to seeing more from her. It was a fine match. Had some good crowd heat to get the day started. Uh, then we had Facebook defeating Ray Lynn. Another really good match. Both worked really well. Um, yeah, it was you know it was it was good. Uh, then up 
first for the Shimmer 101 taping, you had Zoe Lucas defeating Ariel Monroe. A lot of fun. Um, both are very good. Zoe continues her winning streak here. Um, Ariel is is a really good wrestler, but she's got great facial expressions and and you know brings sort of a lot of comedy to the table, but not in an absurd manner. It almost reminds me of, and I'm not trying to compare her to this person, but it does remind me a little bit of, of the rock in some ways, especially the way that he would, you know, grab a mic and talk during a match. Obviously she's not doing that. She's just talking and you can hear her cause it's a small room. Um, but, but yeah, she's, she's a lot of fun and she's very good. Uh, next up we had Samantha Heights defeating Sierra. Um, not the little girl, um, but the wrestler Sierra. Um, they worked incredibly well together. It's probably the best Samantha Heights match that I've seen. Um, she's clearly been working really hard and getting better. Uh, I saw her at the last set of tapings and she seemed a little unsteady at times. You know, there were, there were moments where it's like, oh, where's she going with this? What's, you know, what's happening? Oh, did she botch that move? Was that intentional? But this match was just incredibly solid. She worked really well. And, and like I said, I think it was the best match I've seen from her. And she got a win. She got a win, which uh, has not really happened for her uh, in Shimmer. Um, next up, we had a four-way match where Hudson Envy defeated Dynamite Didi, Kaylee Ray, and Miranda. Um, I thought Kaylee, uh, Kaylee Ray was going to get this one, but Hudson uh, stole the pin um, with a kick to Didi's face. Um, honestly, these four-way matches are a staple of Shimmer um, and, and always are a lot of fun. Hudson's great. I'm a huge fan of her. Um, she, uh, you know, has some excellent strikes, um, you know, good suplexes and, and, and just feels very real, um, very, um, angry. <laughs> Next up, Rachel Ellering defeated Veda Scott. Um, Rachel's super over. looks very good. She sells great, has some great moves in her arsenal. Um, you know, she just got such an interesting story too, having been born into the business and yet not really born into the business because her dad tried to kind of keep her away from that. Uh, plus she was very young, you know, she was not really around when her dad was, you know, in the business, so to speak, by the time she was born, you know, he was already kind of on his way out, even though recently he's been back in obviously with NXT and authors of pain. Um, but she was a power lifter for a while and then she got into wrestling she didn't even tell her dad at first. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting story. Um, next up dust, uh, with accompanied by Rosemary defeated Rhea O'Reilly. Uh, it was awesome to see Rhea back. She'd been out for a while. Um, they had a very good match, plenty of shenanigans, obviously from Rosemary. Um, after the match, the, uh, Rosemary and dust were beating Rhea down. Soraya made the save, set up the tag match on the next card. Uh, then we have Marty Bell defeating Brittany Blake. It was a match. It happened. Nothing terrible. Brittany's grown a lot. Marty just kind of seemed there. Some people seem to like her. Honestly, she doesn't really do it that much for me, but she does have, you know, she does, I don't know, she she has something about her that's not necessarily likable, and I think that's a good thing, but I, I can't tell. I don't know. Uh, next up, we had T4, totally tubular tag team of Delilah Doom and Leva Bates, defeating the Blue Nation, Charlie Evans and Jessica Troy, to retain their Shimmer Tag Team titles. It was one of the best matches on the card, uh, seriously, and uh, I, I thought it was a great back-and-forth match. It played really well into the team's dynamics and strengths. Um, there was a great double team Widow's Peak by Doom with a kick to the face by Leva on Evans that got them the win. Um, 
they did a Dirty Dancing cosplay. Leva Bates always does cosplay for her matches, and they did a Dirty Dancing cosplay. Uh, it was it was really great. Doom was Baby. Leva was Johnny. There's a lot of great stuff pre-match, and the fans made some you know comments or started some chants within the context of the match, but it didn't play into the match at all, which I thought was really great because sometimes one of the things, and, and I love Leva. I, I'm a big fan of hers. Uh, I have a Quantum Leap podcast, believe it or not, with a friend of mine who went to college with her. Uh, she and I have spoken a number of times and even spoke briefly at the after party uh, about doing the podcast at some point, so hopefully we'll be able to arrange that. Um, but I think that sometimes it, it can get in the way of the matches. Sometimes it plays perfectly into them, and then other times like this, it's not a part of the matches, and this match I think was better for it by it not being a part of the match. Um so yeah, it was it was a really really great match. Honestly, I I, I enjoyed this one immensely. Uh, next up, Mercedes Martinez defeated Willow Nightingale. Willow looked really good here, even for a second rope moonsault that looked like a million bucks. It was very impressive for her size. Um, Mercedes does end up getting the win, of course, with the Dragon Sleeper. Um, Mercedes then beat her down afterwards until Vanessa Craven made the save for a big pop. Uh, Craven clearly is is on her way. The crowd loves her. She you know looks like a million bucks, and um, you know she does exactly what she needs to do in the ring because she is so big. I mean, she's tall. She's not you know, big necessarily, but she's very tall and, uh, just, you know, has that sort of power wrestler dynamic. She just came off of breaking up with, uh, Tessa Blanchard. They were the tag team champions. They finally lost the belts, uh, last November, uh, did a split, had a couple of matches. Um, Next up, we had the heart of Shimmer Championship defended by Shaza McKenzie as she defeated Shotzi Blackheart. A very good match. Again, Shotzi just keeps getting better, uh, has such amazing charisma. Um, it was it was a really close match, and Shaza had to hit an avalanche Shaztastic stunner, um, which basically she does a stunner into the splits, and she hit this off like the second or third rope, I can't remember now, um, to put her away, but it was a really nice back-and-forth battle. Mia Yim defeated Nicole Matthews. Um, just great stuff. Uh, Matthews uh, had the Shim virus, which basically Shimmer is notorious at every single taping. Uh, there is a, a bit of sickness that goes around backstage. Uh, sometimes it carries over into the audience, as is evidenced by the fact that I got sick this week. Um, and, you know, when you're in that 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 box basically just, you know, sweating on one another and in the ring, shaking hands with fans, etc. It's inevitable that it happens. But uh Matthews, who is brilliant, I mean I love her. She's so good. She used it within the context of her match. She was coughing, she was sneezing. Mia Yim had sanitizer. She gave it to like everybody in the front row. Uh and uh, it smelled great by the way. Um so it was just a lot of fun. Um, I, I think it was a really good match. Mia looked uh, better here than she did the night before. Um, she, she seems a little tentative, but I, I think that, honestly, she came back really soon from that injury, so it explains it. It, it doesn't get in the way, honestly, at all, because it feels, it just, it, it, it almost feels like, oh, she's selling an injury, but we know she's not, so, or, or well, maybe she's not, I don't know. Um, but you do have that, that sort of idea. It's like, oh, is she okay? You know, I hope she's okay. Um... But she uh, uh, worked a great match, and she ended up beating uh, the Shimmer Taker with a package pile driver. Um, Nicole Matthews is called the Shimmer Taker for those that don't know because she, uh, I guess, is seen as a bit of a locker room leader, much like the Undertaker in WWE. It's something that the fans have caught on to. It's a chant. You know, she has, even has a shirt, I believe, uh, as well. 
Um, but they're both so good, and it was a really great match. Next up, you had a submission match between Deanna Perazzo and Madison Eagles. They had the match of the night at Shimmer 100, in my opinion, with a great, great solid ground-based match. This was built off of that, obviously, and had another stellar bout. They told such a wonderful story here. They started off on the ground, exchanging holds and submissions. Madison was able to kind of get the edge mostly, um, but Deanna came back, uh, gave as good as she got. They exchanged some strikes and you know just were kind of building the frustration of not being able to get anything done it was it was really just a wonderful story that was told they you know they traded some big bombs with like some suplexes and other holds um and moves and then finally uh it, it came down to uh Parazzo getting the win um to Avenger loss at 100 um she got that Fujiwara armbar and it was it was really great uh after the match it was announced that she would end up being um a challenger to Nicole Savoy's uh, Shimmer Championship on the very next card, um, which was exciting for the crowd. Everybody was, you know, pretty stoked about that match. I think that a little of the drama might have been taken out of the match, knowing that Deanna was not sticking around all weekend because she had to be at Ring of Honor. Um, so it was unlikely that she was going to win. But sometimes it's not about that. It's about the quality of the match that you get to see. So there was still excitement over it. Uh, next up, we had our main event, which was Nicole Savoy defending the Shimmer Championship against cheerleader Melissa. Um, uh, Savoy ends up winning a great match. Uh, you know, I, I think that the submission match edges it out for match of the card, but uh, it was still a fantastic match. I mean, Melissa is so good. Um, I mean, she's, you know, they, they call her the future legend. That's kind of been her moniker. She won the future legend award from uh, Cauliflower Our Alley Club uh, a few years back. But, I mean, God, she's she's almost already there as far as I'm concerned. She's just incredible. Uh, some listeners, if they're not familiar with her work from Shimmer, might know her as Mariposa in Lucha Underground. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, she's absolutely incredible worker. And Nicole Savoy is is also fantastic. Um, her array of suplexes and submission holds. And, you know, she just feels so authentic. Uh, I think, you know, when Trifecta um, was a thing in Shimmer with uh, Mercedes Martinez, Nicole Savoy, and Shayna Baszler, they all, they all three, they just felt so incredibly real. Um, obviously, Shayna having that MMA background specifically, um, and a judo background and, and Savoy having some of that training as well. Um, it, it, there's just an aura. Um, and even though Savoy kind of carries herself as that sort of, you know, fun, loving, smiling, you know, baby face right now, uh, she still just looks so real in the ring, which is, you know, I think the biggest compliment we can ever give. Right. Um, eventually she was able to kind of target, uh, Melissa's arm and, uh, she ended up Retaining the title with an arm bar, uh, another really good match. I would say get this when the DVD becomes available, or rumors are that they might be starting some streaming work um, soon with like WWN Live or one of the other services. If they do, seriously, get this. Uh, I think 101 was a great card, just one of the best overall uh, that I've seen. Uh, 102 opened up with Zoe Lucas defeating Leva Bates. Leva cosplayed as a Double Dare contestant. Uh, we actually, on my side, started a blue shorts chant because she was wearing blue shorts. She joked it didn't have quite the same ring uh, as blue pants. Um, Zoe played dumb with the gimmick. Like, she didn't know what the hell that was, which makes sense because she's from England. Um, but they had a, a really fun match with some good comedy bits. Um, Zoe ended up cheating using the hard hat that Leva had worn in her intro um, to grab the advantage and score the win. 
win. Next up, we had Paradise Lost defeating Rhea O'Reilly and Saraya Knight. Uh, it was a hard-hitting match. Uh, Paradise Lost healed it up. There was a little bit of a scary moment as, as Cruz hit Saraya with a tombstone. Couldn't score the pin. Um, the ref wouldn't count. Um, Brandon Tull was the ref. He's one of my favorite refs, honestly, on the independent scene. You've probably seen his work uh, if you've seen Evolve or you know any of the big independents. Um, he, he, he's... He's legit, you know, he calls it like it's real. Uh, he's done work for Impact as well. Anyway, he wouldn't count the pin because Soraya's shoulder wasn't down. Um, it looked like it might have been a miscommunication. Cruz was sort of waiting, and it looked like for the count that never came. She then tried to pick Soraya up from the ground to hit another Tombstone pile driver, but she couldn't get her all the way up, dropped down. From my vantage point, it didn't really look like Soraya hit the top of her head, so... I couldn't tell, but they played it like she had. Um, you know, I I don't know. There was a very long moment. The ref still wasn't counting the pin. Tag was made. Dust got the pin. Saraya just kind of laid, laid there. Ref ran to the back, brought out more refs and Allison Danger. Saraya, however, refused attention. Rhea told Allison that she was fine. Saraya made it to her feet to a pop. I, I think we were getting worked. I, I can't say for sure, but it seemed that way because Saraya was back the next day wrestling, so everything seemed fine. We had a Heart of Shimmer Championship match with Shaza McKenzie defeating Hudson Envy. Uh, it fell a little short, especially after Hudson has built some steam in singles action lately. She actually defeated Mia Yim on the last set of tapings, which was after Mia had had a championship match against Mercedes. So it seemed like Hudson was kind of, you know, on the rise, which doesn't necessarily mean that she's not, but I was still kind of surprised um, in a way that the match was short. Not necessarily that Shaza retained, but it was a good defense. She got the win again with her uh, head and arm submission that she's been using. Uh, next up, we had cheerleader Melissa defeating Facebook. Uh, it was a really fun match. Uh, very interactive with the fans on this one. Facebook actually got some heel heat. Um, I actually yelled out Cambridge Analytica to Melissa. Uh, she ran with it and started calling Facebook a Russian and, and beat her down. But it was just a really fun match. Melissa was clearly having a fun time with this. She won with the air raid crash. Um, retaining the name Goku Manto, we had Dynamite Didi uh, and Kikio defeating the Killer Death Machines of Jessica Havoc and Nevea. Uh, the Killer Death Machines super over. Nevea got a great welcome back chant. She was returning from a knee injury from last July. Um, it was kind of a surprise to see Didi and Kikio get the win, um, but it was in dubious fashion uh, as Didi rolled up Nevea. Um, then we had Kaylee Ray defeating Lufisto via DQ. Uh, really good stuff here. Um, I mean, you know, somehow, even though she's super loved by a lot of the crowd and going through a cancer scare, uh, Lufisto can still draw heel heat, um, which is incredible. Uh, there was actually a raffle for her, and the crowd was able to raise $1,100. She was very touched by that after the show. Um, you know, obviously, Kaylee Ray's a huge fan favorite. Um, and they had a really hard-hitting match that ended in a DQ when Hudson Envy interfered, which brought out Mia Yim, uh, so it was a no-brainer that we were going to get a tag match. After that, we had Madison Eagles defeating Kira Hogan. Madison had a decided height advantage here and uh, had a lot of fun with it. The match was very, very good. Uh, Madison scored the win with a roundhouse kick. Um, Kira Hogan is, is very good. She was not well-liked by the crowd. Um, uh, Madison is, you know, is, is I mean... She's damn near a legend of Shimmer. Uh, you know, she's she's so good at putting together great matches uh, with kind of out-of-the-nowhere finishes uh, that just feel right and feel very real, very kind of MMA-inspired. Not that the finish 
is specifically MMA inspired, but that the way that it, it, you know, that finish can come at any time um, it just makes it feel very real. It, it happened in her Shimmer 100 match with Deanna Parazzo. It happened in her Shimmer 101 match with Deanna Parazzo. It happened here with Kira Hogan. Um, just just great stuff. Uh, she's fantastic. I encourage you to see any of her stuff. She's uh, from Australia and has really contributed to the boom in wrestling in Australia um, and, and I think has been kind of at the forefront of that, not just for women's wrestling, but wrestling in general. We had another four-way here with Chris Wolf defeating Charlie Evans, Mia Yim, and Shotzi Blackheart. A really good four-way. Uh, it had uh, Chris Wolf playing the face as opposed to her rise match where she was a heel. She got the pin on Evans um, and uh, it, you know kept Shotzi and Mia both looking really strong here. Um, so they didn't you know suffer for not having picked up the pinfall. Next, we had Kimberly um, defeating Delilah Doom. It was a really good match. Um, Kimber looked great all weekend, and this match you know allowed her to heal it up quite a lot against Doom. Uh, they clearly are, are having Kimber be uh, a heel in her run, and um, it, it's working great. I mean, she's she's excellent in that position. You know, she'd obviously been uh, a face uh, when she was down in NXT, um, but. I think, you know, being being in a heel position, even after she's come back, is working really well for her. Um, then we had Mercedes Martinez defeating Vanessa Craven. Uh, Martinez stole this one in a perfect heel fashion, and um, Craven is definitely the, the clear fan favorite. There was a rematch chant afterwards, um, which... Uh, we did end up getting, actually. Um, then the main event was a Shimmer Championship match where Nicole Savoy retained the title against Deanna Parazzo. It was definitely one of the best matches of the weekend. Um, a little of the drama, like I said earlier, was sucked out knowing that Deanna was not going to be around on Sunday, uh, but they worked really well together, had a nice mix of ground game and strikes. Nicole busted out some big suplexes late in the match, retained with the arm bar, which was a nice reversal after Deanna had worked over uh, Nicole's arm the whole match, which Nicole sold very well, even having trouble getting her up in the suplexes, things like that. Uh, post-match was the big news here. Sue Young made her return to Shimmer, um, attacked Nicole Savoy with a kendo stick pretty brutally um, after the main event. crowd was super stoked to see Sue. Um, she left some big welts that turned into some pretty wicked bruises on Nicole's back and shoulders. Um, again, fantastic show. Uh, awesome day of tapings in total. Um, so, I, again, I would recommend picking this one up as well, uh, or if, you know, any individual matches are out there, um, I would say that the, the main event there, um, the uh, Madison Eagles, Kira Hogan match, um, probably even, you know, the, the cheerleader Melissa Facebook match was a lot of fun. I mean, there's just a lot of good stuff on the card. I would say just buy the DVD. Shimmer 103 opened with uh, two sparkle matches. Uh, CC Galavis defeated Harlow O'Hara. It was a really good opener. Uh, lots of nice fundamentals, some cool spots. Face edged out the heel to start things off very well. Harlow O'Hara, though, I think is, is going somewhere. I mean, they both are. They both were really, really good. Um, next match in Sparkle was Karen Q with Ray Lynn defeating Tesha Price. Tesha continued to impress as she had been all weekend. Karen Q was a great opponent for her. Lots of solid work. Uh, Ray Lynn helped her partner get the win. Tried to take credit post-match. They had a little bit of a shoving match. Just a lot of, you know, great infighting banter. Um, next up, we had Chelsea Green defeating Jessica Troy. Very good stuff. I know it sounds inconsequential, but Chelsea Green has one of the best wrist locks on the roster. I know that sounds like such a simple thing, but hers just looks so good. Um, and she got the win to avenge her team's loss from uh, yesterday's set of tapings. Cheerleader Melissa then defeated Ariel Monroe. Again, it was just so much fun. Melissa was clearly having a good time all weekend and really brought it as Ariel played up the size and experience difference. There was some good comedy. There was just excellent wrestling. 
great stuff from Melissa as usual. Uh, Willow Nightingale defeated Sierra. Uh, Nightingale looked really good all weekend, and so did Sierra. They had a fun little match here. You know, nothing like blow away, but really good. Uh, then we had undeniably impressive Indy Hartwell and Tessa Blanchard defeating the Sinister Sweethearts, Brittany Blake and Samantha Heights. Um, Indy looked better here than she had at Rise. At Rise, I felt like she was a little little off kind of compared to the other three people she was in the ring with, but she looked better here. Um, still a couple of miscues from everyone in the ring, honestly, except for Tessa. Never fell apart, though, uh, and Sam and Brittany were very good in this. Uh, it, it's getting harder for people to boo Tessa, though, which made for some mixed responses to the faces. Um, so I, I don't know if they're going to turn Tessa. I mean, it's kind of like, no, why would you do that? She's such a great heel. At the same time, the crowd is just really loving her. I, maybe you just have her go out there, do what she does, and let the crowd do what they do. Uh, Soraya Knight then defeated Hyann. Um, Hyann did not show Soraya respect, called her an old woman, just, you know, all sorts of stuff, and Soraya made her pay for it. Um, just beat her from pillar to post, uh, fought an incredibly dirty match with lots of, uh, grabbing of the nether region. And yeah, it was, it was, it was intense. It was good stuff from Soraya as always though. Uh, Chris Wolf defeated Kira Hogan, uh, great performance from Wolf. She was super over, uh, as she was all weekend. Uh, Dust defeated Britt Baker. Um, Dust got the win in a good match and it was announced that she would challenge for the Heart of Shimmer title on the next card. Uh, we had another uh, Shimmer Tag Team Championship defense where T4 was able to uh, defeat Goku Manto uh, of uh, Dynamite Didi and Kikio. Uh, it was a very fun match. Uh, this time, Leva and uh, Delilah cosplayed as Doc and Marty from Back to the Future. Uh, it was actually a throwback to Regeneration Next, which was Alice in Danger and Leva Bates. Only that time, Danger had played Doc, Leva Bates had played Marty. They switched the roles for this. Um, I, I wouldn't say this match was as good as their defense from Saturday's tapings, but it was still a lot of fun. Uh, it was really good to see them retain and continue on as champs going out of the weekend. We had Nicole Matthews defeating Rachel Ellering. Uh, Matthews came out with tea and a sweater, looked miserable, was playing up the whole shim virus gimmick. She got uh, patient zero chance, had a lot of fun with it, even spit her tea into Rachel's face. Um, there was one point where Rachel had kind of a stiff kick to uh, Nicole's face. She was bleeding from the nose a bit. Um, but it was it was just a solid match and, and a great win for Matthews, um, which I think, you know, while not necessary, was good to see after uh, Mia Yim had, had knocked her off the, the day before. Uh, next, we had sort of the, the grudge tag match with Hudson Envy and Lufisto, um, defeating Flying High WDSS, the team of Kaylee Ray and Mia Yim. It was a hell of a brawl. I mean, there was just lots of good work uh, from, from all four. The heels were, were great. They cheated multiple times, um, ended up, you know, cheating to win, and that set up a tornado tag rematch on the next card, which people were very excited about. We had a Heart of Shimmer Championship match uh, where Shaza McKenzie defended against Zoe Lucas. Uh, very good match. Saw some great spots based around the fact that each can do the splits um, for their finish, uh, whereas Zoe's is kind of a split leg drop uh, on her opponent. Uh, Shaza does that Shaztastic stunner, which is the sort of the, she does the splits while bringing them down into a stunner. Um, and they even had this battle where they were both in the splits and they started exchanging strikes. Um, yeah, it was a fun match to watch. Shaza retained after using her submission finisher, which they've really gotten over. Um, you know, she used to use the stunner pretty much exclusively, but now she usually does the stunner and rolls it into the submission, which is kind of the standard here. Um, Zoe looked really good all weekend. Uh, I think the title shot was well-deserved. I, 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 
see her going nowhere but but you know forward and higher in the card from here honestly then we had a four-way match where Kimberly defeated Mercedes Martinez Rhea O'Reilly and Vanessa Craven uh, it was a great four-way that, that helped to play up the Craven Martinez feud and it gave Kimber a chance to shine as well Craven almost had the win but Martinez interfered Kimber hit the swanton um, to get the win uh, there was some post-match brawling from Mercedes and Vanessa and it led to the rematch um, on the next card then we had a Shimmer Championship match where Nicole Savoy was able to retain against Sue Young. It was the match of the weekend, easily. I mean, it was so damn good. It was, it was honestly, it's one of the best women's matches that I've ever seen live in person. Um, you know, yes, of course, I, I probably have seen, a, you know, some better matches on DVD and, you know, on the internet, etc. But as far as being there live in person, it was incredible. Um, I, I would put it up there with anything that I've seen live or on TV, um, in North America for the past like six months or so, it was that good. Um, I don't think, I mean, I don't know that I would put it at the level that I would for like Asuka and Charlotte at WrestleMania. Um, but it was, it was just, it was a great, great match. Um, Sue Young actually made you believe she was winning the title, which I think was a big deal because I, you know, she just came in the day before, you know, the, 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 yeah, the day before. Um, you know, she, there were multiple near falls, lots of big moves. It built so well, told such a great story. There was brawling on the outside there, you know, there was exchanges of holds in the ring. There were, you know, tons of big, like I said, big moves, suplexes, drops, etc. Just, I mean, phenomenal stuff. Um, Sue was super over and I, I honestly don't know that anyone would have been upset had she won, but the crowd was definitely happy that Nicole, um, retain the title, uh, bring back Sue Young, you know, that's all I have to say to Dave Prezak, she was phenomenal, um, she's, she's probably one of the best women workers, um, on the independent scene right now, uh, her character, her look obviously is out of this world, it's not necessarily anything new, you know, she wears the face paint, she spits the, the bloody mist, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely kind of a takeoff and a play on those types of characters, but she's so unique in it, um, and the crazy thing is, is like you can have a character like Sue Young and Rosemary on the same card and not feel like they're aping one another, which is fantastic because Rosemary's, you know, character is, is, is very well defined for Rosemary and Sue Young's is very well defined for her. Uh, but again, great match, incredible match, match of the weekend. Savoy retains the title, hell of a way to do it. Uh, Shimmer 104, Veda Scott defeated Samantha Heights. It was a match. I mean, it wasn't bad. Uh, Samantha looked really good the weekend. It was pretty over, but there was nothing special here. I was actually kind of surprised to see Veda go over just because I thought that Samantha had built some good steam. Next up, we had the Killer Death Machines defeating Blue Nation. Really, really good match. I mean, it was probably up there with the tag team title defense um, that, uh, you know, Blue Nation, when they took on um, the team of T4 uh, for the titles. I... I I actually even tweeted this at Jessica Havoc and Nevea, and they both responded, but I could easily see them, you know, challenging for the titles, um, and, and would make damn good tag team champions, and I love Leva Bates and Delilah Doom, so I'm not trying to edge them out at all, but yeah, it was, it was just a really, really good stuff. Um, Melanie Cruz with Rosemary defeated Willow Nightingale. Cruz used her size advantage, pretty much just terrorized Willow to pick up the win. Uh, Rosemary's awesome, by the way. I can't say enough good things about her. She's, you know, one of my favorites, um... Even though she was injured, uh, she was able to like keep her heat uh, by by you know making an impact outside the ring, walking around, you know, saying things to the audience. I, I mean, she's just so so good, um, and having the pleasure of seeing her out of the face paint uh, at the after party was was very great as well. She's uh, she's she's awesome. Anyway. Um, 
Next up, we had Tessa Blanchard, and she defeated Miranda Elise, um, or just Miranda. She kind of goes by both. Uh, Tessa's super over, had a really good match. Uh, Tessa got a strong win, though, I would say. Uh, next up, Saraya Knight defeated Rain, the returning Rain, I should say, with Lacey. Rain and Lacey are two Shimmer originals. Um, they were there since day one. They made the return. It was a lot of fun to see them back. Um, they got kind of a welcome back, welcome back chant, but Lacey immediately like cut into the crowd and uh, you know healed it up. It was it was good stuff. Um, they 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 totally you know healed it up on Soraya, made fun of her age. Um, Soraya beat the hell out of Rain, even gave Lacey a few li- uh, licks as well. Soraya ended up getting her nose busted open and totally reveled in it. She used it to add drama. You know earlier Matthews had kind of um, you know wiped it away and and was clearly like trying to. Um, you know, was trying to kind of wipe it away a bit, but, um, yeah, Saraya just used it to add, add to the drama and it was, it was great. Um, she looked killer, honestly, with the blood running down her face. Uh, she, she did end up getting the match. Um, uh, and, and yeah, it was just, I mean, it's always great to see Saraya. She's, she's so fantastic. She gave the crowd a nice little bow, tip of the hat, the imaginary hat, if you will, as she was leaving. Um, Cheerleader Melissa then defeated Leva Bates. They had a really good match. Uh, Melissa continued to have a lot of fun, um, and Leva was cosplaying as Maverick from Top Gun. Uh, she kept saying she wanted to fly. There were some really nice comedy bits about that. She'd jump on Melissa's back, pretend to fly. Uh, Melissa finally turned it around, and at multiple points, she made uh, Leva fly with some moves, You know, whether it was a uh, camel clutch or an arm bar or picking her up and throwing her down, just some great stuff. Um, she won with the Kudo Driver, which uh, always looks so sick. Um, but, you know, obviously Leva knows how to take it really well. It was a great finish after it had been teased a couple of times uh, over the weekend. Nicole Matthews defeated Chris Wolf. Um, the Shimmer Taker, you know, she played up that Shimmer virus again. Uh, Wolf was still super over. It was a really, really good match. Um, some were kind of shocked, I think, to see Wolf drop the fall, but she had such a great showing the whole weekend, and if she's back, there's no doubt she'll continue to, you know, to draw and work her way up the card, and and Matthews is kind of like, you know, one of the gatekeepers. I would say she and, and Melissa in particular tend to be kind of the gatekeepers of Shimmer, so it makes sense that Chris Wolf wouldn't come in and just immediately beat uh, Nicole Matthews. We had a um, six-way scramble match that saw Shotzi Blackheart defeat Britt Baker, Chelsea Green, Marty Bell, Rachel Ellerine, and Sue Young. Um, you know, really honestly, six uh, you know incredible talents here. It was a very fun scramble match. It was all over the place. Um, Baker and Green actually teased they were going to fight at the top and then hugged, you know, psyched everybody out. Uh, which it's funny cause it, you know, you've seen like heels do similar spots to that, but to see two faces do it, it was, I don't know. It was, it was, it was fun. Um, then uh, there was some really great stuff. There was actually a, a six-way suplex spot where they teased back and forth which three were going to suplex the other three. Um, Shotzi ended up getting the pin on Marty after a senton from the top. Um, it was just a really good way for Shotzi to end her weekend. Next up, we had Vanessa Craven defeating Mercedes Martinez. It was a really good, fun match. Um, you know, Craven was able to kind of get her vengeance with a choke bomb. Uh, that actually had fans chanting for title shot afterwards. Uh, I think that's probably in the cards for her. Um, you know, whether or not she takes the title, who knows. But I think that she obviously uh, kind of has that that uh, presence and that aura uh, that seems to kind of demand placing her into that position. Um, but, yeah, it was a really, really good match, and it went back and forth. Uh, you know, I would say that Mercedes was, you know, really looking to be in control of it towards the end, but then Vanessa came back big with that choke bomb to get the win, um, and it was it was well-deserved. And I, I think that, again, you know, Vanessa 
might not be like the most technically sound performer on the card. You know, you're not going to mistake her for Madison Eagles or Deanna Prazzo or, or Mercedes or Nicole. But that said, she's just so good in so many other ways. Um, and I'm sure part of that is she doesn't need to do that other stuff because of her size advantage. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a fun match without a doubt. Uh, we had a heart of shimmer championship match and Dust with Rosemary would end up defeating Shaza McKenzie with Kelly Skater to become the new champion. Really good match. Uh, people, I think, were a little surprised to see the title change. There were some teased shenanigans here and there, uh, but, but you know, Skater kind of balanced out Rosemary. I should mention that Kelly Skater had made her return. She had not been around in a while. She was sort of the administrator of fun, if you will, the, the party planner of the weekend. Uh, I believe that was her title. Um, but she's a former Shimmer champ. Um, she had gone back to school um, in Australia, and uh, and but she was back now, and um, it was you know it was really cool to see her around. Uh, and and again, I she balanced Rosemary out enough that uh, it wasn't really like Dust stole the title. She really kind of went over clean for the most part. It was a really big win for Dust, but very well deserved. She's a very hard worker. Um, Paradise Lost having some gold, I think, makes for some interesting t- storytelling. I think it also makes it really interesting to have a heel champ because at this point, before this happened, all of your champs were faces in Shimmer, um, which I don't think matters quite as much as it might matter. Like if we're talking like theater, thirty years ago, NWA, you know, it was the, the idea was is that you had a heel champ making the faces look good, all that sort of stuff. But but that said, I think to have at least one heel champion is is definitely good for business, if you will. Uh, so yeah, it was it was good. It was uh, a good win, and I'll be very interested to see where they go from here. Next up, we had a Tornado Tag Team match. Semi-main event of the evening with Kaylee Ray and Mia Yim defeating Hudson Envy and Lufisto. Hell of a lot of fun. Uh, Kaylee Ray flew all over the place. They brawled all over the ringside area. A lot of great double teams, some great you know stiff strikes. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, Mia Yim and Ky- Kaylee Ray were able to get the win. Then we had uh, our main event, a Shimmer Championship match, where Nicole Savoy retained the title by defeating Kimberly. It was a good defense. Uh, didn't go nearly as long as the Sue Young match. Didn't have nearly the heat of the Sue Young match. Um, you know, it, it was very good, though. I don't want to undersell it by any means. I think if, if, if we had not just seen the Sue Young match on the taping before and then got this match, it would have been like, oh, great match, love this. But, you know, because we had just seen that Sue Young match on the previous taping, it was kind of, uh, it was... I don't know. It was not like the the high point of the weekend by any means. Um, the, that Sue Young match, man, check it out without a doubt. Uh, after party ended up being a heck of a lot of fun. Got to have some really fun conversations with uh, some of the talent. Shotzi, obviously, the interview you're going to hear in just a minute. Um, Leva Bates, Delilah Doom, uh, Chris Wolf, Kelly Skater, uh, Dave Prezak, Kevin Harvey was able to uh, to chat with all of them. Uh, Kikio as well. Kikio and I had a really nice conversation. Uh, I'm pretty sure that she's going to come on the podcast at some point. Um, Definitely, I'm going to be talking to her about that. Uh, she's 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 damn talented. I, I I see big things for her in the future, and you know, honestly, there have already been some some big things, um, especially as Rise is concerned. So, 
Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, it's, it's always a wonderful time. Um, there are people that literally fly in from all over the place to see this. There were some people from, uh, the UK, there are people from all over the United States. Um, and yeah, it just, it, it, it ends up being a really great time. Um, there's always some great merchandise available, uh, some unique merchandise. Uh, I missed out on getting to talk to Jessica Havoc and Nevea, which I feel bad about because usually I always get to chat a little bit with them. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, it's just, it's such a fun time. And again, that interactivity with the fans. So, um, big shout out to Pat, who's always sitting at the front door. He's, uh, he's great. Um, and just does a, a wonderful job and, and, and has, I think the, a great personality for, for having to kind of, uh, you know, face all of the fans day in and day out, uh, over the weekend. But, uh, again, a, a great time. Um, and, uh, I hope you enjoy the interview that we've got here with Shotzi. Uh, we had a lot of fun with it and, um, you know, we were just sipping some whiskey, talking about all sorts of things, uh, not even strictly wrestling related. She's, she's super cool though. And I I wish her nothing but the best, um, because I I think that, you know, she's, she's got a very, very bright future ahead of her. Uh, she recently just captured the IWA Mid-South Women's Championship, which had been a title that was deactivated for some years. They brought it back, had a tournament. She won the tournament. Um, which I actually called, I believe, in the interview. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I think the world of her. And, uh, again, I hope you enjoy this interview. Um, and I'll be back with uh, some brief words afterwards. But thank you so much for, for, for listening. Uh, again, I know this isn't our New Japan-related content at all, uh, but it's uh, something that is a bit of a passion of mine and, and, and I enjoy a lot. So thanks for listening to my ramblings here. Uh, here's an interview with the one and only ballsy, badass Shotzi Blackheart. So you were just saying, like, wanting to be able to get better at interviews, like, do or doing more interviews, not better at interviews. Because, yes. like, honestly, I have to tell you that the thing that drew me back in, I hadn't seen a live wrestling event in probably about 15 years, and I went to Rise 3. And one of the main reasons I went to Rise 3 is because I saw your promo for the uh, dog collar match. Yes, I yeah. love that. And I, and I just, like, seeing you there, you know, you came out, you, like, howled and your look and everything, and there's, like, an Elvis standing in the background. Yes. There's, like, all this, like, horror movie memorabilia and everything. And I was like, all right, I don't know who she is, but I want to know. And so that was Yay. one of the things that got me in the door. Oh, and then yeah. I came to like the whole show. Well, I, sold, I sold at least one ticket that that's, night. Then. That's right. Yay. <laughs> so, okay. So speaking of Elvis, I yes. like one of the things that I've wanted to know, if you had to do an Elvis karaoke song, yeah. what's your go-to song? My go-to Elvis song, you know, I've done a couple. Uh, well, I always do um, Burn in Love. Nice. Just because that's the song that they have. But okay. if it were up to me, if they had this song, which is my favorite Elvis song, it would be Promised Land. Yes. Which no fucking karaoke place has it. Yeah. Which is really annoying because it's, it's his best fucking song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Burn in Love is usually my go-to for So do you, do you like, do you kind of prefer that sort of like late 60s, early 70s Elvis? Or do you like the like 50s Elvis? Or do you uh, like... I mean, I like them. I like them all. Yeah. I prefer the '50s Elvis. Uh, but 
I don't know. You know, I just I love it. I love everything. Yeah, sure. I love it all. I see. I'm like I, I I love it all too. But if I had to zero in on like one particular era, I'm like a '68 comeback special. Oh my god, the '68 like, comeback special. Yeah. I watch that every January the 8th, and I eat my peanut butter and bananas fried peanut butter and banana sandwich. Yes. Every January 8th. Cheers to that. <laughs> By the way, we're sipping whiskey at Paisans. There's a lot of it's, background it's very noise, nice. it's very but nice. uh, we're post shimmer tapings. Um, and uh, you had a, you had a pretty cool weekend, honestly. Like overall, I mean, I felt like I thought so. I yeah. had a blast. Yeah. And finished with a victory. Right. So you know, I can't complain. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you? Where do you go from here? Um. Like, what do I have next? Yeah. Well, I got IWA. It's their women's tournament, and they're crowning their uh, new women's champion. Which you're gonna win, right? Yeah, duh. <laughs> uh, duh. <laughs> Who else is in that? Uh, 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 Nevaeh's in there. Nice. Kikyo, nice. Dementia DeRose, Delilah Doom. Right on. Um, Facebook. <laughs> I can't. Excellent. I can't name. Uh, I really can't name them all right now. I, I, That's all right. I didn't expect you to. I've already had enough whiskey because I'm Asian and I can't handle that much. <laughs> really, I'm like a one and done. You know, I'll have like one and uh, yeah. I'm pretty much done. And that's that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, like I said, I was uh, one of the things that literally got me into you was the look. Like, what is, is there anything in particular that like really kind of drew you to put together the look that you have? Um, I mean, I kind of pull a little bit from like like Tank Girl and like Harley Quinn nice. and like Elvira are like. I think they look really badass, and I wanted my character to be kind of like a mesh of those three yeah. badass characters. So that's, yeah, kind of what I base my character off of. Yeah, nice. I like it. I like it. Now, do you, um, as far as, I asked where you go from here, like, literally what your next gig is, but yes. as far as, like, for the future, for you, yeah. like, not necessarily where do you see yourself in five years sort of right, thing, right. but, like, what, you know, what are some of the things you want to do? Well, I want to travel the entire world, you know, I want to wrestle in Japan, which is nice. going to happen soon, you know, Canada, Mexico, where the fuck ever, South Africa, fucking your mom's basement, I don't know, you know, I want to wrestle, I just want to wrestle everywhere, and I want to be wrestling all the time, I just want to stay healthy, and this this be like my only job, it's like my goal to like not have a shoot job, nice. I'm a bartender, and I want to be able to not have to bartend and just wrestle. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. that's my only goal. Like, I don't give a shit about getting signed. Would I like to get signed? That would be awesome. But my goal is to just live off of wrestling. I, you know, it's incredible because I have to say, like, just having seen you that first time when I came to Rise 3 and every subsequent time that I've seen you, like, your energy and your charisma, I feel like it... It puts you on that plane, in my in my opinion, where it's like you don't need to be signed because oh, yeah. you already like act and carry yourself totally. Like a star, I have a you know? good fucking time on the indies. Yeah. You know, like the indies are great. Like I don't need any more than that. I just want I just want to be busy. Yeah. You know, so. Well, when you hear these days too about so many like so many people out there, and, and you know, to be fair, it is mostly men, which I think is something that needs to change. True. Yes. But when you do hear about a lot of the guys out there that are able to make a better living on the indies. Exactly. Than they are if they were. Exactly. Yeah. And they're getting seen more. Like, right. like I could, I could get signed and that and not be doing anything for like years. You know, just like maybe getting like, you know, one fucking 
match a month or whatever, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, you know, it's funny too because uh, I was at an AAW show and I want to say it was in October maybe and I was actually wearing one of your shirts. Yay! And as I was walking up to some of the guys afterwards and talking to them, it's funny, it was uh, Sammy Callahan and Brian Cage in particular. Yay. And they were both, they both like pointed at it and they were like, Shots is cool, we like oh, Shotzi. Oh, sweet. Which I, yeah. yeah, which I thought was really cool. I, I, was I like, love both yeah. those guys. Brian Cage is cool. He comes to Hood Slam a lot. He's nice. a Californian native. Yeah. Yeah, that, that motherfucker is cool. He's a freak of nature. Oh, totally. <laughs> yes, he fucking is. Yes, he is. But super nice, too, which oh. I really appreciate. Yeah, you know? right? Like, yeah. you look at him and you think... Man, that guy has to be like a fucking dick, right? Yeah, right. No, he's the complete opposite. Yeah, super, super nice. Speaking of which, like one of the things that I've seen and experienced firsthand, obviously, as we're doing this, is like you, you have a really great rapport with the fans. And I just, I mean, obviously that's something that's important to you. Yes. But going kind of beyond that, like what does it mean to you to have like the fan support and like people chanting your name and you know what I mean? Like, Right. I mean, honestly, I don't give a fuck if they chant my name or not. But, you know, I do like to be good to my fans. Like, I really fucking love them and I appreciate them. And I know that I wouldn't be booked or be where I am without them. Like, really, them buying my fucking merch and them supporting me is the only is the only way that I, you know, get can survive in wrestling. Because, I mean, payouts are whatever, but, like, all my money is from merchandise and, like, you know, the fans supporting me. So... Now, switching tracks real quick, you've done yeah. you've done some acting work before, right? Yes, like, yeah. yeah. So how much of, first of all, I mean, like I said, I used to I used to actually be like a professional actor on stage. Oh, I did that for awesome. like seven years. Right. Yeah. Okay. So when you, I mean, kind of like taking that into account and, and as a wrestler now, how much is that? Because like hearing like about Leva Bates, who like went to school, you know, for theater and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I did and too. Like, I did too. Yeah. So, so how, how important is that, you think, well, to what you do? Well, that's everything yeah. because I... I came into wrestling straight from dropping out of um, AMDA, which is the oh, American, yeah, American uh, Music and Dramatic yes, Academy yes, yeah, totally. in, in LA. So I went to that and I just couldn't afford it anymore. And I got back home and I was like, I need some sort of like performing outlet. Like, what do I do with my life now? And I was watching, I was watching Raw with my sister and we like joked around about being a tag team. And I was like, bitch, I'm doing it. I'm fucking doing it. And that's like kind of how it all started was, you know, dropping out of AMDA and then trying to find something to replace my need for the stage and yeah. the theatrics. And wrestling is basically like a physical, like very action-packed theater, which I which I love. Yeah. And, and I can be myself with wrestling where it's like musical theater, I had to be very like no tattoos. My hair had to be, you know, a certain color. Like I had to fit a mold that like musical theater could fit in with other shit. And wrestling, I can be my fucking self but also be big and loud and theatrical, like everything I love all in one. Absolutely. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up soon because there's a lot of partying left to be done. Right, but, right. Uh, I do have a couple more questions, and one of them actually was about your tattoos. Do you have a favorite tattoo? My favorite tattoo is my my pizza tattoo, <laughs> which is That's a awesome. which is a play on of uh, Elvis's uh, TCB with the lightning bolt. Yeah. But mine is a pizza lightning bolt, and it says TCP taking care of pizza. That's awesome. <laughs> 
So I'm so glad I asked is, that question. That one is my favorite. Nice. So you mentioned going to Japan. Yes. Um, I, like I said, we kind of focus a lot on New Japan pro wrestling, and um, so. There are there are quite a few like uh, American performers or Canadian performers that are basically like living over there full time. Yeah, right now. yeah. Is that it's something crazy. that you could see yourself doing? You know what? I I couldn't. Yeah. I love America so much. Like I would yeah. love to like be flown to Japan and do like you know little tours here and there. Sure. But I could never live there. Like America has my heart. Yeah. And I would I would never want to leave it for too long. <laughs> like even those three months. To three month tours that girls do for stardom I'm like I don't know if I would be able to handle it yeah yeah I just love America too much I wouldn't be able to last question <laughs> if like if you could be in the ring with anybody right now yes. who would it be oh my god uh shit there's like so many <laughs> you can name more than one that's fine that's fair I don't even you can know. string out like four or five names I won't I won't hold you to one um you know I'm, I've been like a really big Pete Dunmark yeah to get in there with him would be fucking wicked. I would fucking love to see right? that. Yes. That, be awesome? that would be badass. Pete Dunn, I'm calling you out, motherfucker. Yeah. The Ballsy Badass wants you. Oh, yes. Uh, Shotzi, thank you so much. Oh, yes, thank you. So, this is a lot so of fun. sweet of you. I really appreciate it. You've been awesome, and oh, yeah. I, I love seeing you every time. So oh, thank I can't, you. I can't wait until next time, but uh, thank you so much. Rad. All right, awesome. Sweet. All right, folks, there you have it. That was my interview with Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, We were hanging out at the after party at Paisano's over in Berwyn. So I know there was some background noise, but I actually think it ended up adding to things a little bit. Um, And again, we we had a lot of fun. We chatted for a bit afterwards. I mean, honestly, we just kind of, we sat... Uh, at the bar the, the whole night long. It was us and, and a few other folks, um, just a, a fun group of people. Um, and uh, it was it was great to chat with her and great to chat with a few of the other wrestlers. And hopefully uh, we'll be able to get those interviews with Kikio and Leva Bates at some point down the road. Um, <clears throat> we will definitely be back. Paul and I will be back with New Japan-related content very soon. But I do hope you enjoy our bonus episode. Uh, look for our next New Japan episode, however, uh, probably this Wednesday night or Thursday morning. Um, we will be chatting Road to Dantaku. We'll be able to cover the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match and uh, I believe the United States Championship match, which we're really looking forward to. Um, it's been, uh, you know, great, <clears throat> honestly, a, a great week, a great couple of weeks for wrestling in general. And those championship matches, I think, will be a lot of fun. Uh, We'll also touch on the Tetsuhiro uh, Yagi injury. He broke his right ulna, uh, which is too bad. He was definitely, I think, one of our favorite young lions and um you know it's 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 a terrible thing to suffer an injury when you're right in the midst of kind of building your career if you will and it could keep him out you know anywhere from three to six months from what i've been reading so we'll chat a little bit about that we'll also talk about the new japan pro wrestling u.s blog that's n-j-p-w-u-s blog uh and of course we'll also be back with our classic matches um which we're always always stoked to hear what you guys think i'll be posting over on the new japan pro wrestling uh, subreddit as well as tweeting stuff uh, which you'll see at kopw72 on twitter um 
any of you Shimmer Wrestling fans or Rise Wrestling fans or Women's Wrestling fans or Shotzi Blackheart Wrestling fans that are listening to us right now, uh, we hope that you'll uh, maybe check us out. And uh, if you like New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, I think you'll uh, really enjoy uh, our podcast. Uh, if you've uh, just come to us because I've been talking about Shimmer, uh, know that usually I'm joined by my co-host Paul. Uh, we've got some really great content that we put out over the past week, including some WrestleMania stuff, uh, an interview with Pat LaPrade, who is a field producer on the Andre the Giant documentary, as well as being an author of numerous wrestling-related books, uh, including the upcoming in 2020 Andre the Giant biography, which should be fairly authoritative. Uh, so check that one out, too, which was actually recorded at Shimmer Weekend, as he also is the author of Sisterhood of the Squared Circle, which, again, if you're coming to us to listen for Shimmer uh, and Rise uh, information, you should definitely check out that book if you already haven't. It's probably the best book on women's wrestling uh, that I have read. Uh, you know, the Mildred Burke biography is pretty damn great, but it's hard to argue you uh, with a book that is as comprehensive as Sisterhood of the Squared Circle, which covers women's wrestling from you know pretty much before the turn of the century all the way up until very recently. So uh, I would encourage you to check that book out. Shout out to Pat LaProd. He was an awesome guest. Uh, and once again, thank you so much to Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, she's just fantastic. We had a lot of fun. I look forward to getting to talk to her again in the future. In the meantime, however, everyone take care of yourselves, and we will be talking to you soon here at King of Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, until next time. Blackheart the ballsy badass and you're listening to King of Wrestling King of Pro Wrestling Podcast. King of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna use that. Wait, let me hear it. No, I love that.